Hello and welcome to Dragon's Demise, the podcast about what happens on, around, and behind the tabletop. Today, I'm joined by someone who is new to the podcast, but not new to the stream. My friend, Will. Hey, what's up, Kuba? How are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. And so today we're going to talk about Terraforming Mars and how to win that game. <laughs> Something which apparently, from what I hear from you and others, yeah, uh, the salt is very real. Um, <laughs> you know, this is this. You've introduced me to this game. Yep, and you took to it like you know a fish to water. Mm -hmm. So you are notorious in a way in our friend group for for winning the game. And so I'm trying to get some information. You know, how how can I do it so that I can actually uh, pull out my first win for Terraforming <laughs> Mars? Well, it's very simple. You just give me your credit card number <laughs> and uh, the three oh, digits on the back. Damn it, micro. Transactions, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll throw the next game for you. <laughs> Alrighty, um, but, but I think we wanted to talk about what we've been looking at recently, yeah, what we've been playing. Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into that. First off, we got to play some games on the stream, and so we played Tofu Kingdom. Really fun. <laughs> yeah, it's right up your alley because you really do enjoy the social deduction kind being, of games. Being a snake, you can say it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that game, I, I think that Tofu Kingdom is one of those social deduction games that isn't as cutthroat because yeah. you have a much more limited kind of ability to actually like ask people questions, accuse, and do things like that mm -hmm. because all it is is like Prince Mochi asks every player one question yeah. and then has one other question. You're not allowed to talk about other things other than that, and then they have to decide. Also, I think it's a lot easier to forgive any lies that other people tell yeah. because it's just so cute yeah exactly like, the artwork is so adorable i, I mean yeah. for anybody who hasn't done it like mm -hmm. like the, everything like has its place in like a really strange way i wouldn't think that i'm like emotionally invested in tofu and mochi yeah uh or pudding for that matter yeah, but exactly. like yeah but like the, the artwork is so adorable i love it so much yeah. the artwork is great and then also the fact that they have a backstory for every character i Dude, backstory is some of the most important stuff. I've been playing D&D recently as a player for the first yeah. time in months. Oh, wow. And, like, you know, like, just getting back into that, like, getting it back into another persona is really, really fun, especially when I've been playing really 2D, uh, two-dimensional uh, characters as a DM, but don't tell anybody about that. <laughs> I mean, as a DM, you know, we, we have to, like, balance the quality and quantity yeah I, I, and like old joe the guard guard number 14 you know yep i didn't really have enough time to put um to give him the a the dead yeah. daughter and like that kind I had of to, stuff i had to send my kids to school and no, I, I don't know but I, I do feel like the need to constantly um like make sure like the experience is a, like it's mm -hmm. just good for everybody so yeah like exactly. even though i can't uh, like obviously do that due to time restraints yeah like i do yeah, yeah. i do kind of feel bad when it's like oh his guard his name is uh jim jim the guard <laughs> perfect yeah no for sure I, I i when i normally dm i just like go ahead and take a whole list of names that i always have on hand mm -hmm. and so and i just use that yep. most of the time I, I think that really helps take it take off the strain, I guess. Yeah. But like I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's a little it's a little funner when like you know, like Griff, he has this like really gruff name and like you kinda like think about it in advance. Yeah. But I'd rather than like uh yes, Clarence the buff guard, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Sorry yeah. to anybody named Clarence out there, but like yeah. it, it's it's a it's a bit of a weenie name. Like, you know, it's a stereotype <laughs> weenie name. I, yeah. I'm bullying our viewers. I should stop. <laughs> Speaking of funny names, we played some Evolution Climate. 
Oh which my gosh. We the- named all of our creatures, made sure that they all had their their names when we yeah. first showed them. And I, I forgot I forgot that I forgot the actual names. Yeah. Um but like I think that was be- the one of the best parts like mm-hmm. you have like a long neck so you have like your like first name of your species or genus yeah. is Extendus. Yeah, um, exactly. It's like wow, that's so scientific. <laughs> I could have been a biology major. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I, that was definitely We've been want, I've been wanting to play that for a really long time. Mm-hmm. I think we uh, first uh, tried our hand at it about like a year and a half ago, two years ago. Two years ago, I think. Yeah, something in West the Virginia. Yeah. But uh, we never got around to finishing it due to time. Yeah. But ever since then, I've been like always like, Kuba, what are we what are we taking evolution to the table? Yeah. And but like finally, I got everybody in on it. But and it seemed like everybody had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, I think it was a, it was a good game. Like we actually, I think the end was pretty tight for. Most of us, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was really interesting. I think that there were definitely some oversights on my part. I know that I lost most of my population and species at the end of the game, but um, during the heat wave, yeah, the heat wave uh, killed me. That was rough. But I think, but I like the climate track so much. Like, I think that it's such an interesting mechanic mm-hmm. in general. And I mean, I know you said that like it was. Mm-hmm. Like kind of lacking with mm. without the climate tracker yeah um yeah. on the original game i i mean like I, i've never played the original mm-hmm. and this is my only cha- like um only time playing the uh expansion i guess yeah so it was like what what really changed with that i think the biggest thing that changed was that um in the original game pretty much everyone just made their creatures large long-necked herbivores if they at all possible with foraging and then that's how you won but yeah. In, in now, if you if you do the um, the large creatures, all you need to do is go and start pushing towards hot, mm-hmm. and they start dying. So it's just like it's the kind of thing where in the original you didn't really have recourse. Yeah, because like especially if you if you, if you got a six six like um, pack uh, herding like, kind yeah. of um, uh, creature. Mm-hmm. that was immune to everything like there was literally nothing that you could do because the carnivore couldn't get to a larger body size and population yeah. than you yeah even with pack hunting it it would it like you know the ideal one unless you you use something like intelligence to uh, like ignore something yeah. it, it, it just wasn't happening Whereas here, it's just like, all right, yeah, I see you're going for all those like large things. All right, guys, let, let's let's push it. Let's push it into hot and mm-hmm. like you know and just have, roast them and just roast them. Yeah, exactly. It's just like they they they'll just start dying their population. Yeah, no, time. I mean, I was really worried because like we were moving towards cold a couple of times. Yeah, and like I had some like pretty small things at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I was like wondering, like, wait, are people gonna like try to like roast me at like the f- or like freeze me like yeah. the first couple rounds of the game yeah uh i was really i was really happy that that didn't actually end up happening though mm-hmm. but like i was i was actually extremely worried about that so yeah. i was like oh god please please everybody else don't put in like the cold and the freeze snaps um, and then yeah but towards the end we did get there yes we did we finally got to to one of the non-temperate areas because yeah. they have like the three in the middle of the board that actually yeah. like don't have anything but then honestly i was i just, just thought of this but it would be really interesting if i you know you had temperate where you have no effect mm-hmm. but then you had a very small effect in either cool or or, no, or warm no they oh they have the, the food plus effect. four minus four yeah they have the food effects i i just feel like it would, would maybe something else about uh with the the animals would be interesting but like only if, if for example you had uh for cool for for hot or something like that 
uh, like body size six loses one and only six or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, that. That could be an interesting thing, but I'm sure that they've tried to playtest that and didn't yeah. work. So we had Tofu Kingdom yeah. and Evolution, both of which I love. Um, yeah. So anything else you've been looking at recently? Yeah, I've also been playing, um, I got to play Trellis, a game that I got my sister because she really enjoys Kodama. And so Trellis is a game, a tiling game, yeah. where you pretty much are making a trellis of all these different vines. Mm-hmm. And pretty much what you're trying to do is you're trying to bloom all the flowers that you have available. Yeah. And as you go, you place more of the, the tiles. And like if you already have a bloom on, let's say, the yellow vine and mm-hmm. you continue it, it, it just blooms by itself. And then on every tile, you are allowed to then claim one. So... Yeah. You then, like, you know, grow more and like, you have all these different varieties. And I think one of the coolest mechanics of the game itself is that you are rewarded for helping other people by, like, you know, depending on how, how many much you help them, you get to claim more and more vines. It sounds like uh, Kodama and uh, Mad King Ludwig. Yeah, yeah, uh, in, almost. in a way, you, yeah. you get to like mm-hmm. complete their room and stuff, but they also help you complete yours. Exactly. Yeah, like like Palace of Mad King Ludwig. I think that 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 I, uh, that's a really good comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're you're helping them, but then you still get a benefit from it and that kind yeah. of stuff. Like you know, you might be able to. Uh, the swans, I think, are a good a good analog because like you know, you connect your red door to someone else's red door, mm-hmm. and both of you get the red swans. Yeah, kind of thing. And and that was a lot of fun. I think that we both enjoyed it, or all of us enjoyed it, and. You actually got to play with some of your family members yeah, as well. Yeah, it's, fa- it's a family-friendly uh, game night. Today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually uh, managed to get my hands on a copy of just one. Yeah. This is like a word, like mind-meld kind of game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you have one person who's trying to guess a word. They don't know what word yep. they're guessing, but they choose it for everybody else to get uh, to give clues about. Okay. So everybody else gives one word mm-hmm. as a clue for what the guesser is guessing yeah so like let's say my my word was rain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, somebody might give me the clue precipitation yeah. or water mm-hmm. or something like that but the thing is if anybody gives the same clue mm-hmm. then they're both out both clues okay. are out so i actually um was on it with um both of my brothers and my mom and it's it really sucks because um we uh we consumed a lot of the same media and stuff yeah. growing up so like basically every other round <laughs> one of us would collide with somebody else oh, and okay, there would yeah. be like one clue and there's a couple of times where i think is my mom like she like i was like all right show me my clues and then all of us did the same clue and just like <laughs> yes you have zero clues guess your word so it, it, it's fun but yeah. like sometimes like you need something different and something similar yeah because if you're too simple like a lot of the times games will prize being very similar yeah or being extremely different yeah but like this is like this like weird like middle zone that like mm-hmm. i don't feel like gets exploited enough yeah exactly it. yeah it sounds like a lot of fun it sounds like the kind of game where you know you, the frustrating kind of fun because it's just like it's like damn it you gave me no clues because yeah. like, you know, you're, you're all doing the same thing <laughs> well i mean like if you know that you like somebody else at the table is going to be giving a clue in the same mm-hmm. vein yeah you could be like all right do i change Mm-hmm. Or do I stay the course? Yeah, exactly. Because like it's, but then you have like this kind of like sidewalk shuffle mm-hmm. kind of thing where like yeah. everybody like goes left, then like <laughs> yep, fakes yep. right, goes left and fakes right. Um, yep. And, and so sometimes you just need to like pick a mm-hmm. pick a route and go. Yeah. And so that, like people like get an idea of what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I think that makes it easier. But I, I had a For lot sure. of fun with that. And so is it like one word clues? Um, one word clues. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, so similar to like code names almost, right? Like, yeah, 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 the yeah. one word. Yeah, yeah, it's like code names, and everybody loves code names. Yeah, I exactly. think that, I think that's like a lot of the a lot of people's first uh, entries into like board gaming and stuff. Oh, for and, sure. Like, Tabletopping in general. Yeah, which is I think very fair because code names is wonderful, and I still oh, love it. It's a great game. <laughs> Even all the different variations of it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. That's a good look at what we've been playing. So I think now we're going into terraforming Mars. Yep. Let's, let's do it. Do it. Alrighty, so Terraforming Mars, we're going to talk a little bit about strategies of how to win the game. <laughs> I think this is the first time this has happened on the channel because like a lot of the time, I'm not saying like, yeah, yeah. it's like you like, play for fun and stuff, but like, I think this is my idea of fun. Yeah. Like to like, just not like make other people upset, but just to like, you know, like see at the end, it's like, yeah, I did the best. Yeah, know. no, for sure. Because it's, it's actually interesting because I've, um, when we used to do vlogs, uh, for that very short period of time, mm-hmm. uh, one of my vlogs was why I like losing board games. Really? <laughs> yep. So like, it was mostly about cooperative games, but it was, uh, but also like, I like the really tight ones where it's just like, I lose by like one or two points or something like that, oh, where yeah. it's just like, it's a like really close, like. Ugh. It, I know, it's, I mean, it, it's one of those moments where it's just like I could have won, but at the same time, good I'm job. okay. I'm okay that it went. It shook out this way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like I'm not saying like yes, will I have to win every single one, yeah. or else I'm gonna be flipping mm-hmm. the table. But like you know, like making it competitive for everybody. Exactly, and and that's that's where this is. This is gonna help me a lot because you know normally I'm bringing up the real rear and tel- terraforming Mars. You know, if it's you're, a two-player you're distantly game, competitive. Kuba. Let's, <laughs> exactly. let's give a nicer word to it. <laughs> yeah, the only time I get to second place is when there are two players. <laughs> Categorically true. <laughs> so. Um, First, let's talk a little bit about Terraforming Mars for the people who don't really know much about it. Sure. Um, the game is about Terraforming Mars. Yeah. <laughs> it says so right on the tin. Yep, right on the box. It's right there. It's uh, This is not a lantern festival. This is not, you know, exploration or anything like that. No. You are making Mars habitable. Yep. So pretty much what you're trying to do is you're trying to get uh, three different, pretty much, conditions that will end the game. Yep. One of them being the temperature. Yeah, it's negative 30, and you have to send it to 8 degrees. Yes, and that is, I believe, 20 ticks. 20 ticks, yes. So you have to move that up by 20. You have to move oxygen from 0 to 14, which is uh, 14 ticks. And then you also have to put out all nine oceans. And once you have that done, uh, that is the last round of the game, the last generation of Terraforming Mm -hmm. Mars. And then the game is over. You get the points you know any end game stuff yeah and that's it but i like that's just like the basic rundown of it mm-hmm. um I, I think we we are going to be assuming a little bit of i mean if you're trying to like min max your game yeah then chances are you're probably going to have to know like how to run it so yeah. just like uh there's a little bit of a refresher mm-hmm. but um i mean knowing that i'd say that each game given those conditions mm-hmm. that you need to end it yeah it usually ends up being around 11 generations 11 okay. 12 generations mm-hmm. and so i think that's like one of the first things that you need to figure out mm-hmm. when you're playing this game or really really any game if you're trying to be competitive yeah, about it for it's sure. like how long like how long do i have to make a plan set it up and execute it exactly exactly especially games that don't have like a set number of rounds or anything like that it's like yeah. you need to know how long it's going to take i mean obviously if you have more players that are going to be contributing to the pot you know it might be going lower to like nine or ten yeah and if you have two then 
it would wholly depend on what your partner is doing. Like exactly. If, if they want to keep the game going for a long time, mm-hmm. they could not contribute any of the temperature or oxygen or oceans or anything like that. Yeah. And then it would be on you to end it if you wanted to. Exactly. And it, it, it just makes it interesting, like, trying to, like, play with that time horizon. And, but, like, having the baseline of just, like, you know, it's going to be around 11 generations. Yeah. That, I think, gives you a really good um, start to start planning the other important uh, aspects of the game. And what, in your opinion, are, like, the most important aspects and things to look at in the game? I mean, it seems a bit counterintuitive to, like... I feel a bit bad, like, breaking everything down into mm-hmm. its constituent components. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it all comes down to, like, resource that you have on hand. So, at its most basic level, you have money. You have steel, which is money that can be used for buildings. Mm-hmm. And titanium, which is money that can only be used for things in space. Yep. So, you have that, obviously. And then you cannot use this money if you do not have cards to play which costs three apiece to keep, and you draw four at a time, and then you choose however many you want to keep for three money each. Yeah. Uh, so having a lot of cards in hand, um, having a lot of money, having a lot of steel, having a lot of titanium, it really opens up a lot of those uh, possibilities for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so like having that kind of versatility is really important. And yeah. like also knowing that, like you have to break down like what's going on in each card. Mm-hmm. So... What I basically figured out is that each like victory point mm-hmm. as a victory point is worth about seven mega credits. Yeah, and so from there you can like figure out whether like a card is a good deal, bad deal, okay deal, mm-hmm. or like kind of situational. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this also goes into uh, helping you choose the first choice of the game, which is well. The corporation that you're going to choose. Yeah. Today we're talking a little bit more just about the base game. We're not going to go into the prelude cars, the colonies, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. We don't have enough experience with that in order to actually like say, like, oh, this prelude card is amazing, or yeah. this one is not, and that kind of stuff. Like, it, it's mostly the same kind of rules apply, but yeah. I think the corporations are... I mean, like, but this isn't focus. exactly like like a step-by-step, yeah, yeah, first yeah. turn you do this. Yeah, because, of course. Um, like, terraforming Mars, especially the way... Um, the way we play it, where mm-hmm. um, it's not a drafting card game. Yeah. A lot of it is up to RNG, and you're at the yeah. mercy of that. Exactly. But we'll talk a little bit more about that later. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, I mean, like, going into um, the the corpse, it's basically mm-hmm. like what role you're going to be taking on that entire game. Yeah. But more importantly, like, the flavor of the corporation is what's going to be giving you mechanical bonuses during the game. Yeah. So, like, I'm just going to be comparing two of my favorites. Well, one of my least favorites and one of my favorites, actually. Yep. Yep. So, um, like, one of my favorites here, uh, this is called Ego Line. Uh, You get to be a space hippie druid. So, it has, like, about average, maybe a little bit below average money to start Mm -hmm. with. But it does give you plant production Mm -hmm. and plants to begin with. And your bonus throughout the entire game is that it takes less plants to uh, make a greenery tile, which is a very important part of the game, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And so while you might be coming in at below average money, mm-hmm. um, having that uh, plant generation is really important because it gives you two things. Mm-hmm. Every time you get one of those um, temperature, oxygen, oceans, what have you, yeah. you get a victory point from that mm-hmm. and money generation from that. Yeah. So trees 
create oxygen. Yep. I don't know. This is like the science 100 class uh, that you never had. Yep. But um, it gives you the oxygen that yeah. um, that can give you more victory points and more money. Mm-hmm. And so that is like extremely versatile in that sense. Yep. And in addition, there are some like there are some like little um, small bonuses that you can get on a board. Yeah. Like based on where you plant your trees, you can like plant it on a deposit of titanium or like mm-hmm. on a deposit of steel, or yeah. maybe there's some latent seeds under the surface. So I think that's like really good because it gives you the points, it gives you the money, mm-hmm. and it gives you those bonuses, which are super important, especially early game. Yeah. Now, I mean, like contrast that with one of my least favorites. This one's called Tharsis Republic. Mm-hmm. It starts you at 40 money, which is about average. Yeah. And everything about your bonuses are related to cities. Yeah. Now, cities are quite strong usually, mm-hmm. but the thing is is that they're really expensive and you need energy to power them usually. Yeah. So, I mean, like, they're strong if you can make it work, but mm-hmm. Tharsis is like, you need to get your ducks perfectly in a row. You need to be sitting on energy and have the cards to, like, use that energy to make mm-hmm. a city. And a lot of times, I think, in, in Terraform Mars, it's like, that's, that's one of the things that that comes up is that people might not then build cities because in Tharsis you also get benefits from when other people build yeah things. when you when you uh, when somebody when anybody places a city down mm-hmm. you get an extra money production yeah which is really strong but that nece- necessitates other people to actually put down cities yeah because if it's just you then it's like it's yeah. kind of mediocre which I think plays into another thing that you were talking about a little bit earlier which is the versatility of the uh, that, mm-hmm. that is really necessary. I know that one of my favorites uh, that I like to use a lot is Hellion Corporation. Mm-hmm. And what that does is pretty much it allows you to use the heat that you have yeah. as mega credits. Yeah. And so that is just the epitome of versatility. Like, yeah. Oh, that's another thing that I oh can do. It's, like, it's like investing. <laughs> yeah. So like you can use your heat now as yeah. money yeah. or vent heat yeah. to make Mars hotter. Yeah, exactly. So you can have the short-term payoff or a long-term gain. Exactly. But I mean, like, of course, like, it's up to you to decide as you need it. Mm-hmm. So if you really need it now, then like, yeah, use it as money. But if you can sit on it or mm-hmm. if like you really want the heat to go up fast, yeah. then by all means, like, jettison your heat into the atmosphere. Like, go crazy. Exactly. So, I mean, like, I also really like Helion personally. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm definitely on board with that. So, I mean, I think I think you're on the right track. I think you're on the right track already. <laughs> um, but then the, there's another one that looks good on the surface. And that is Inventrix. So, with Inventrix, uh, you are drawing three cards off the top on in addition to uh, whatever cards you grab at the beginning. Mm-hmm. and you have 45 credits to start with, 45 money to start with, which is, like, it's, it's like, average above average. Yeah. But, like, nothing, like, super good. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the effects, which I think is one of, like, the least effective in the game, like, like most situational. Yeah. Uh, your temperature, oxygen, and ocean requirements are plus or minus two steps. Your choice in each case. Mm-hmm. So, like... You know, you might not want to bring fish and insects to a barren red planet, so this would make it easier. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's really situational, mm-hmm. and you definitely, like, you know, if I had the choice of that or more money now, Yeah. like, given, like, what I said before, mm-hmm. like, obviously the money would take precedence over, like, this admittedly, like, situational yeah. benefit. Yeah, I think that, because, especially with that being on many cards in general, like, I think that there are at least, like, two or three other cards in the game, mm-hmm. the plus or minus two. Yeah. 
it really doesn't come into play as as often as you think. I like mm-hmm. I like barely ever see those actually being played in the game. Yeah. I mean like for me, like whenever I get those, there's this card called adaptation technology. Yeah. Like you get the same benefit as the plus or minus two. Mm-hmm. I only use it for uh, the science tag, really, when I use yeah. it. Yep. So I mean I'm not a huge fan of Inventrix or Tharsis. And yeah. so basically like anytime I am like trying to figure out what is best, you know, mm-hmm. you just look at things on the margin. Yeah, like, will I be able to get money or the possibility of more money in the future? Mm-hmm. So I, I I just think that's really important for playing and making sure that you can get your cards out and get them into your get your cards into your hand mm-hmm. and get those cards from your hand into play, which yeah. is really important. Exactly. I mean, if you have the cards in your hand and you can't play them, that's not really yeah. good <laughs> any kind of good. But this also brings us to, I guess, when you're starting the game, you don't really want to have a very tight outline. No. Like, you, you can't be like, I'm going to get this card and this card and this card because you're not going to get those cards. Well, I mean, Most you likely. might be able to if you're like playing the odds. But like if you're playing the odds, then like, yeah. go to Vegas and put it all on double zero or something <laughs> exactly. like that. You know, if you really want to be like dangerous like that, then by all means. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not sure if there's any moneyed uh, terraforming Mars matches, but uh, <laughs> looking for that invitation, if so. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, sometimes you can bank on some, like, certain cards. Like, energy is a pretty common card. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, saying, like, I need this one thing in a deck of, like, 100 cards. I think it's even, like, if you're playing with Corporate Era and, like, some expansions, I think you're almost up to 200 nowadays. Well, yeah, so, yeah. like, 1 in 200... Chances are you're not going to get what you need. (laughs) Exactly. Or if you do, it's going to be way too late. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, like, the time horizon is really important for a lot of these cards. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to just compare, like, two cards I have in front of me right here. Go for it. I mean, so, there's this card called Titanium Mine. Mm -hmm. I believe it's six money. And you get a Titanium per turn. Yeah. Now, like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Because uh, the Titanium will pay for itself in Mm -hmm. two generations. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I compare that to one of my, like, not least favorite, but, like, again, situational cards. Yeah. This is called Vesta Shipyard. It's 15 money, mm-hmm. increases your titanium one step, and it is one victory point. If you subtract the six cost from the 15 mm-hmm. for the titanium mine and the titanium, like, the costs and yep. the benefits, you're looking at nine credits for one victory point, mm-hmm. which is, like, not terrific. Yeah. Now, I mean, that brings in the whole um, the whole other concept of, like, uh, card sync. Yeah. Like, synchronization. So, like, Vesta Shipyard has this thing called a Jovian. Yeah. And alone, they're not very good. But it, there are a lot of uh, things that say if you have X amount of Jovian cards, you get X amount of bonuses. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it, but again, it's hard to say that you will definitely be getting only Jovians. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, like, banking on those, like, kind of, like, like um, sets or something like that mm-hmm. is really dangerous and really situational. And, like, that's why it's generally not a good idea to do. Yeah, it can be it can be difficult to, like, get all those sets. I mean, I've seen people, like, win with that. But at the same time, it's like they got lucky and got a whole bunch of Jovians and yeah. uh, were able to pull all that out of, out of the deck and somehow got it. I mean, so basically, the moral of the story is get lucky. (laughs) 
I mean, so, uh, in a way that that's sometimes the, the one of the things that, about the game that um, that frustrates me is because the RNG is really strong, especially if you're playing without the uh, the drafting, drafting mechanic. I mean, like you and I are the only ones who really enjoy it. Other people like the randomness, <laughs> yeah. but. Um, yeah. I don't know. Not for everybody, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the the additional player interaction that that comes from the actual drafting and like being able to actually go and you know hate and draft and things like that and like yeah. prevent other people from getting something that you think they'll need and that kind of thing. But I mean, like if that's the case, you don't have to hate draft ever. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. For yeah. like the, these kinds of games where like it is possible for you to mm-hmm. like just play solo or something, I think it is a lot more fun. Like the entire point of board gaming is to like. Presumably have fun with your friends or acquaintances. Exactly. So, I mean, like, when you're just, like, sitting there and, like, doing your own thing and you're not really interacting with others, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, exactly. it's, it's, not as, it's not as interesting or compelling, in my opinion. Yeah, no, for sure. Let's jump into one of the other, the, some of the other ways. So, so victory points in Terraform and Mars. Yeah. You mostly get victory points from a few different places. You get them mm-hmm. from... Uh, the terraforming tracks. Yeah. The, um, the oxygen, temperature, motions, what have you. Yep, all those. Um, you get them from cards that have mm. different terraforming or different amounts of points printed on yeah. them. And then you also get them from the board at the end of the game. Yeah. So at the end of the game, each forest that you put that you control gives you one point. Mm-hmm. And then each city gives you one point per every forest that's around it. Yeah. And this is where I lose. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you yourself say that you like to play with the cards a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's understandable. But this is also why I think that Ecoline is, like, definitely one of the most, the strongest ones in the game. Because yeah. in addition to money, victory points, placement bonuses, you yeah. also get greenery, which is yeah. another point yeah. in your favor. Exactly. So, I mean, like... Like, getting as much greenery on the board as possible is definitely one of those very good strategies. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, it's, I'm not saying that every game has this, like, you know, game-winning, every-time strategy. But, like, this is definitely one of the stronger uh, suits to get if you can do it. Yeah. You know, if you manage to get, like, cards that uh, boost your plant production or something like that, then, yes, by all means, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> flood flood uh, Mars with uh, with forests. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I think one of the biggest things about that is that it the forests are the only thing that that both increases a terraforming level that also gives you points at the end of the game. Or that, yeah, that pretty so. much because venting heat to increase the the temperature. Like once the temperature is up to full, you're not getting any benefit yeah. from that. Like you you could have invested in your heat production for the entire game just to get that that heat up. Uh, but if, if like it's up to the top now, it's like you're collecting all this heat and you have yeah. nothing to do with it. Yeah. So I mean, like again, it's that it's that whole thing of versatility. Like mm-hmm. no matter what, yeah, plants will always be good. Exactly. Money will always be good. You know. Yeah. So I mean, even at the end of the game, money can be used for these things. Uh, I like to dump a lot of my money into these things called standard projects if I have uh, yeah. the money. Mm-hmm. And so, towards the end, you can just like spend money on essentially victory points. You can yeah. buy greenery. You can buy cities, which yeah. will be getting adjacency points from greeneries. Yeah, and you can like really top yourself off really nicely if you don't have a lot of cards in hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if I don't have like a play, 
yeah then i will definitely like top off my money on standard projects or something like that mm-hmm. but um i mean like going on with that like a lot of those cards like going into the end game yeah i like to like mentally categorize cards into like three categories like yeah. you know those cards where like it gives you resources mm-hmm. money titanium uh steel what have yeah. you those are like so like really good en- like engine cards or like production mm-hmm. cards. Yeah. And those are good like early because you'll get a better return on investment essentially. Yeah. I don't want to take this into the accounting realm too much. This <laughs> belongs to you. So, you know, these things that give you uh, more resources to play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the hybrid cards which give you resources and victory points. Mm-hmm. And like there are victory point cards which you know, like I like it says on the tin, just give you victory points. Yeah. So, like, saving your victory point cards towards the end when, like, you don't have any more time for production yep. makes a lot more sense. So, like, I like to hold on mm-hmm. to a whole bunch of those to- for the end to say, like, hey, you know, it's the end of the game. I'm going to drop these victory points here, 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 because there's no more time for production. Yep. Now is the time to just, like, make my capstone, essentially. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's always a good idea for me mm-hmm. to just, uh, in general, actually. Yeah. To just hold on to a couple of those if you have them, especially if they have um, the good uh, vanilla value. Yeah. Like if they are below seven money. Yeah. You know, and it's a victory point. You know, go crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Though that that actually brings up another question, which is, I know that common wisdom in, in Terraforming Mars, at least, is that you don't want to keep too many things that uh, if that you have to wait more than like two or three generations to play, yeah. which can be really tempting sometimes. It's like, oh, I have this really good endgame card. Yeah. If I can build through this, and it's just like, it costs you three money to keep it in your hand, and then it also costs you however much to play it, so yeah. it's just a big investment. Yeah. But, I mean, like, if it pays off at the end, then, I mean, by all means, if you're in a yeah. good, like, if you're in a good fiscal position... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but if you think yeah. you can afford it at the end, like... Exactly. Definitely. Definitely go for it. But, yeah, and then at the end of the game, you also have points from awards and milestones which are ones that you can unlock and claim throughout the game yeah so um essentially like i think that milestones are definitely one of the best things that not that happened in the game but it's one of the best sources of points that can happen in the game because these things are eight money Mm -hmm. and they give you five victory points yeah now if we're going by, like, the scale that we established at the beginning, which mm-hmm. is, like, you know, about seven per point yeah. is about average. If you can get these, yeah, this is, like, incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, milestones definitely are something that should be, like, prioritized really highly. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like, I think it's, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, all things being equal, like, greenery and milestones are both, like, super important mm-hmm. priority is prioritize these at all costs mm-hmm. but awards are a little bit of a different story so these things are like the competitive uh milestones yeah so it, it could be like how much money do you make uh how much energy do you create how many uh, building tags do you have what have yeah. you how many green uh how many forests have you made which i really like that one <laughs> um so yeah, i guess points to people who already have points yeah <laughs> <laughs> So um, these things actually scale in price. Mm-hmm. So for milestones, it's eight money mm-hmm. to get five points. Yeah. And nobody can take that from you. Yeah. Awards are eight money for the first one, 14 money for the second one, mm-hmm. and 20 for the third one. Yeah. But these are contests. So these are a lot riskier. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, like, just 
like examining your opponents and like figuring out what they have in front of them and how they might be able to contest you on that mm-hmm. is really important because uh, one of them, uh, that just off the top of my head, there's this thing called scientist, yeah. which um, how many science tags do your opponents have? Mm-hmm. And so if everybody has two and you're at seven, yeah, you're probably in good shape to do it. But sometimes it can be like dangerous because they can be holding on to like another seven in their hand and yeah. waiting for somebody to unlock it for them. Yeah. So I mean, very good. Very awards are very strong. Mm-hmm. A little bit more volatile. I yeah. still think they're really they're really good. I mean, at, at that point, it's like you know, if you opened a twenty uh, the twenty mega credit award, yeah, like that's still what uh, four point uh, four mega credits per point. Yeah. So. If you if you it's win. good yeah it's good, yeah. but still dangerous <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure I, I've gotten screwed and I've screwed other people on those it it happens <laughs> yeah when that time I think I was there with you yeah uh, when you were playing with Jason yeah and then you had that uh, the insulation swing yep so um, there's an award called banker mm-hmm. which is how much money how much mega credit production do you have yeah and uh, Kuba was uh, Helion who had a yeah. lot of heat yep insulation turns your heat production into money production yep. And so, since Helion wants obviously a lot of heat production, which is money, yep. He when he when he like switches all that heat on into money, it really really took him by surprise. Which yep. is again a, a fringe case since insulation is only one card. Yep. But when it happens, it really like. Yep. Exactly. It's it's pretty awesome. But all that being said, give us a summary of like well, what what are the things like if you're you're pl- looking at terraforming Mars and you want to be competitive in it, what. <laughs> What to look for. All right. Money, production, resources, cards. Mm-hmm. Pretty much throughout the entire game. Yeah. And then you want to get greenery and milestones. Yep. If you can. But if you can't, then it's not It's not a death sentence. I yep. think that like that whole... like Saying that versatility is a prized quality isn't just lip service. Yeah. It really is important. Mm-hmm. So like look at cards that synchronize within your hand. And then like you can probably make something work out out of there mm-hmm. uh like you know it's n- usually never worth it to say i i that's it i'm not good and i quit yeah so like prize those milestones prize those greeneries get uh some good engines going mm-hmm. and then uh top it off with those uh end game cards those those ones that give you only victory points mm-hmm. and then you're probably well on your way yep there we go and of course, the most important thing, though, you know, have fun. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, I'm a very competitive person, and mm-hmm. I think it shows on the streams. I think I get a little bit salty, but I do my best <laughs> to, you know, make sure that's fun for everybody. But yeah, like, if you're not in a competitive gaming group or something like that, you know, just do your own thing. You know, you don't have to like always be that guy yeah. who's like always going for the big W. Yeah, exactly. Just enjoy the games. I mean, Terraforming Mars is still one of our favorites, and we love to bring it to table. Yeah. So. I mean, thematically yeah. and mechanically, mm-hmm. like, I think the thematics take a backseat personally, yeah. so long as it, like, is a good game. Yeah. But, like, I mean, both of them are just, like, super nice and super fun for me. So I love that. Yeah, exactly. Alrighty. Well, thank you all for listening. And yeah. First time on the podcast feels pretty good. Yeah. And I hope that you guys got something from this uh, bit of strategy tips on uh, (laughs) how to win terraforming mars all righty thank you all for joining us for this episode of dragon's demise we hope that you enjoyed it shout out here to our patrons who help make this 
possible pretty much. Uh, so thank you to our great worms. Uh, we've got Casey, Carissa, Hunter, Meg, and Sam. Thank you all. We really, really appreciate your support. It really means a lot to us and, you know, just thank you so much. Otherwise, we have some really cool things coming up in the new year. We've got the streams. So currently we've got Wednesday streams. So they're happening uh, this week. We've got uh, Massive Darkness. And then um, next week we're going into another variety stream before Seafall on <laughs> the last week of the month. Oh, boy. It's going to be interesting. We'll see how, how everyone goes on that one. A salty good time for everyone in the family. Exactly. Friday streams are still on break for a little while just because I am going to be at PodCon uh, this weekend. So if anyone is there, uh, feel free to come by, say hello. Uh, I'll be doing some cool stuff there. And then uh, otherwise, check out our YouTube channel. We've got some awesome content coming up. A board game bistro of uh, Whistle Stop is coming in. Uh, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And... Thank you, Will, for, for joining me. Oh, my God. The pleasure is all mine. I'm a little bit nervous still, but <laughs> I think I did an all right job. Yep, you did great. So don't forget to join us next week on the podcast for another Dragon's Demise review.